This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Farms look to new assistance. Dairy, chicken sectors have eye on CARES too. U.S., U.K. start talks on trade deal. Now available to farms, SBA grants. The door is open. For the first time, the Small Business Administration is taking applications from farms for grants of up to $10,000 and low-interest loans through the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. After lobbying by ag groups, farms were made eligible for EIDL in the Coronavirus Relief Bill enacted last month. Businesses can get a grant or advance for $1,000 per worker, up to a maximum of $10,000. R.J. Carney of the American Farm Bureau Federation says that many state farm bureaus and their members had been eagerly watching the SBA website to see when sign-up would begin. The announcement finally came yesterday. Farm credit associations have been advising borrowers to consider the program, says Mark Hayes, a spokesman for the Farm Credit Council. And by the way, Hayes says sign-up of the Paycheck Protection Program has been going more smoothly since the SBA system was initially overwhelmed by applications a week ago. Moreover, the agency's efforts to meter each lending institution's daily number of applications seems to have helped many farm credit institutions access the system more consistently. AFBF's Carney says SBA's current effort to steer PPP to smaller lenders theoretically should ensure that more rural applicants get accepted. Congress getting more appeals for commodity support. The full Senate is back in action after a five-week hiatus. Farm groups are laying out requests for CARES to the next big coronavirus relief program. Dairy processors are asking Congress to make dairy products eligible for resource loans from the USDA's Farm Service Agency. The dairy program would be authorized for two years, and loans would be available on a 120-day rolling basis. But commodities put under recourse loans as opposed to non-recourse loans can't be forfeited to USDA. The loans would allow processors to secure credit against their inventory, ensuring these job creators have the working capital needed to make it through this crisis, according to a letter the International Dairy Foods Association has started circulating on Capitol Hill. Meanwhile, the National Chicken Council has asked for direct assistance to the industry be included in the next stimulus package and also is backing some financial assistance for frontline industry workers, according to spokesman Tom Super. Eighteen senators, led by Delaware Democrat Chris Coons, are appealing for assistance to chicken producers. In a letter to Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, the senators say the impacts of COVID-19 on the chicken industry are becoming more serious and visible as the disease continues to spread throughout the United States. Governor wants plan for Smithfield reopening. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem says she's still waiting on a plan from Smithfield Foods for getting its huge Sioux Falls pork processing facility back in operations. Some employees reportedly returned to the facility yesterday, but the company told AgriPulse in a brief statement the plant wasn't in operation yet. 
Nome authorized the state health agency to conduct voluntary mass testing of workers at the plant, which is responsible for about 5% of U.S. pork production. And the governor said 4,000 face shields and 20,000 masks would be available to Smithfield employees within a matter of days. U.S. and U.K. set to begin trade talks today. U.S. and U.K. negotiators will meet today via video conference as they try to forge a free trade agreement that the U.S. ag sector hopes will open up the British market to poultry, pork, and other commodities. The fact that the U.K. is simultaneously negotiating an FTA with the European Union could complicate matters. While the EU wants the British to hold on to restrictions on biotechnology, growth hormones, ractopamine, and parasitic acid rinses, U.S. negotiators will be insisting the U.K. abandon those. During today's teleconference, U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer will be talking to British International Trade Secretary Liz Truss. The talks are expected to continue for two weeks and involve about 200 negotiators, according to a U.K. spokeswoman. Trump resubmits USDA nomination. The White House yesterday sent the Senate the renomination of Scott Hutchins to be USDA's Undersecretary for Research, Education, and Economics. Hutchins continues to serve as Deputy Undersecretary at the USDA, a position that does not require Senate confirmation. Hutchins was originally nominated in 2018, but has never gotten a Senate vote. Late freeze threatens emerging crops. Cooler temperatures are expected to move into the northern and eastern Corn Belt later this week, setting up the potential for a late freeze. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says the freeze will be a problem where crops have emerged. We'll have to keep an eye on Minnesota, where an awful lot of corn was planted in late April and early May, Rippey tells AgriPulse. Typical last freeze dates are around mid-April, he said. Some 8% of U.S. corn has emerged so far, compared to 5% last year. By the way, producers have planted 51% of the U.S. corn crop and 23% of the soybean crop, according to USDA's Crop Progress Report, released yesterday. The numbers are sharply higher from last year's 21% for corn and 5% for soybeans. Catfish and prunes among new USDA purchases. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has announced $470 million in new commodity purchases that will include $30 million worth of catfish. The coronavirus has depressed the market for catfish and other commodities, and Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue's right to exercise his power to use an existing program to purchase surplus food that can be directed toward food banks, according to Mississippi GOP Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith. The Agriculture Marketing Service is using its Section 32 authority to buy potatoes, chicken, cherries, sweet potatoes, pork, asparagus, pears, orange juice, dairy, seafood, prunes, strawberries, turkey, and raisins. Here's today's He Said It. Until that confidence comes back, it's going to be very difficult to get labor willing to come into those plants. That former USDA chief economist Joe Glauber saying that it will take time for meat processing plants to get back to full production 
once they've had a COVID-19 outbreak. Workers will be reluctant to re-enter the plant if they think they could get infected, he suggested. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 5th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Chap Dowling.